Welcome to Defend Theory. Hey guys, this is Julian Gray. This is Spencer Brown. Hi, this is John A. from Above and Beyond. And you're listening to Deep End Theory on, on UCLA, UCLA Radio. Welcome to another edition of Deep End Theory with your hosts, Valid Malik and Leslie Snipes. Today we're joined with Julian Gray and 28mm. Two, two people that are quite familiar to the show. We've had them on about a year ago, I'd say. And we're glad to have them back there. They've been working on a, a new project together. Yeah. Uh, and it's called Gradient Collective. And they just released Colors Volume 1. And glad to have you guys on. What's up? Yeah, good to be here again. Um, well, I wasn't here before the first time. It was it was remote. I was in New York, but I'm yeah. glad to finally be in the actual station this time. Yeah, I was here the last time. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I love this. This studio is really awesome. Yeah, to all the artists listening, we highly recommend coming into the studio. It's, uh, it's a pretty dope experience. Uh, but you guys, Julian, you just started Gradient. Yes. Um, um, yeah, tell us about it. So um, for the past like few years, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but um, I, I have this YouTube channel called Julian Gray Media, um, and it's a educational platform where I teach upcoming musicians and starting musicians how to write music and stuff. So it's always been like a natural progression for me to start like a platform for me to release the music that my students or or you know indirect students uh, create. And um, the idea started as like a record label, um, but then I realized like record labels are kind of a dime a dozen. There's a million of them out there, and they all kind of do the same thing. And that's something that anyone can do now. We can all put out music, you know, through a, any distributor. Um, so I wanted to create something cooler than that. And I think Gradient um, is a culmination of a lot of my different interests and a lot of different types of art. And it's a platform for multiple different types of artists as well. It kind of reflects me as a creative person. So Gradient isn't just a record label anymore. It's more of a artistic uh, promotional platform for, you know, small musicians, small graphic designers, poets, artists, what have you. And um, it's kind of, that's been the, the, the vision, if you will, of Gradient Collective. And you guys just released Colors Volume 1. And that's actually a very visual kind of product that you guys launched. Uh, tell us a little bit about the thought and vision behind that. Yeah, so Colors is like the first music release that we've done. Um, it's like a 18-track, or it's a 16-track, 18-artist uh, release with a ton of musicians that have influenced me um, or you know been in our little community, including Christian here. Um, and um, the art we, we put a lot of effort into, there's there's two featured visual artists, Ezra and uh, Eric, and they did the the cover art, the, the I guess the liquid paint cover art, if you will. There's some cool quotes, and the copy was written by an, a creative writer. Um, so, like, the, the first compilation is really a culmination of the vision, I guess. It's, it's multiple different art forms coming together as a single release. That's really cool. And, and Christian, how did you get involved with Gradient? Yeah, I mean, Julian, we've known each other for so long. He tells me about all his endeavors. Um, <laughs> so when he brought up Gradient, um, it actually kind of evolved from, like, this other idea we had a little while ago. Um, so I was happy that he was, you know, more serious about it. And yeah. he was just looking for tracks, basically. So, you know, of course, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll throw one in. Um, so that was Lightroom. But yeah, that's that's how it went down. Yeah, <laughs> actually, another um, way that I kind of 
conceptualize gradient was this uh, this group chat we had on Facebook. Me and Christian yeah. have been in th- for like several years now, <laughs> and it's a lot of these artists that you probably have heard of today, um, like Soul Vale, Ash, me, Christian. Um, among others, and um, we all kind of joined together into this like Facebook group chat like two or three years ago, I guess yeah, it was. Yeah. And we had this idea of starting a collective of sorts, and it never really took off. So I kind of took that idea and created Gradient from it. And a lot of the artists that are on there now are now uh, on Gradient Collective. Yeah, we were all we were all just too lazy, I think, to <laughs> to actually put the vision, you know, in place. But Julian, I guess, got fed up and was like, you know what, I'm gonna just do it we're on my own. We're gonna do this, whether yeah, you like it or not. Yeah. Let me just take control. So that w- I, I'm happy that Julian did that. Um, yeah, and tell us a little bit about the different kinds of sounds that are involved in, in in the collective, and the different artists. Yeah, so I don't think there's gonna be like a singular sound of music that's gonna be defining the label or I guess collective is a better word. Um, that's kind of the whole idea is this creative uh, freedom, if you will. Uh, the first compilation we did is very techno-inspired because there's a lot of people in my circle that create techno. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like my, uh, you know, my, my family of artists is like that. But I don't want to close the door to other genres of music as well. I think um, there's a lot of room to, to grow, um, just as there's a lot of different types of creative mediums. And so you guys are doing a collaboration with Understated. Yeah. Um, who, I mean, we have a very yeah. deep relationship with them Bring on them all show. the time. Yeah, we, yeah. We're, always, we're always talking about upcoming projects and stuff. We're, we're conceptualizing some cool stuff in the future. Um, nothing to announce just yet, but, yeah, we're, we're working on some stuff. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> but, but like, uh, half of the people uh, kind of close to the collective are un- understated or, you know, related to them. So it's it's a natural, like, mm-hmm. collaborative thing. Yeah. And, you know, that's something I think that, you know, the scene out here in L.A. kind of lacks a little bit is just sort of, like, collaborating with other event promoters yeah. and collectives and just sort of, you know, feeding off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like nowadays there are a lot of sort of DJ-run events not so much more like in the producer's hands where I feel like, you know, collectives like ours kind of stand from like a producer's standpoint. And, you know, we're interested in putting on like more live shows than we are like DJ nights or after hours parties. Um, We're more interested in sort of like the broader vision of like what music can be and sort of like looking at the artists that we could look up to like Dead Mouse or Skrillex or, you know, these sort of Eric Prids, like the live shows that they put on is, is crazy. But you know, what if we could bring that to maybe like a smaller scale, but also exactly. like within the LA scene? So that's something we're trying to like move towards. I think that's the vision, mm-hmm. really. Mm. And so you think that would come about as a standalone event, like a, a gradient event itself? Potentially. Or with like art um, and a whole bunch of other stuff going on? Yeah. Like, my, my old vision of that is like I foresee if we ever did events, it would have like an art gallery or like a merchandise with like featured creatives um, not just like the run of the mill you go to the show and you see five DJs and then you leave I think it would be more involved than that like the visuals could be curated or you know something similar to that it'd be really cool I'd really like to see like poetry and stuff like that as well like how yeah. other art forms represented yeah um, 
I've been to a few events where they have, you know, sideshows, like even comedy skits going on. That's super like, cool. And it's, yeah. it's such a good experience when you can kind of step away from the music for a second. And, and that's kind of like what I live for here. Out here in L.A., you run into a lot of those sort of things. Like when I first moved here, there was like these, these cool block parties that I go to. And it's just like these local talents. And I was like amazed at, at some of the acts I saw or some of the creative things I've seen here in L.A. Um, that is kind of like overlooked and we all want to try to, pigeonhole ourselves into these like DJ events where we have like five DJs like I said and, and do these things where like the cool artsy stuff is right there we just don't like involve ourselves in it I think that's kind of like what the vision is or the goal is so what do you guys see uh, for grading collective in the next year or so um, more music uh, sharing more art uh, volume two yep uh, that's inevitable it's coming uh, we're working on it Hopefully. very early stages now, but uh, some cool stuff. Uh, launching some clothing too. Oh, uh, that's okay. coming in the near future. And we did that CD run, which was cool. The physical CDs. We actually almost sold out of them. So if you guys want to get nice. one, <laughs> grab them quick. And so, what kind of uh, clothing? Like we're just shirts and like hoodies and um, stuff like that. Literally, I'm I'm trying to keep it very limited to the to, to begin with. So it's going to be two long sleeve shirts. Um, and they're going to be like really well designed, kind of fitting of the, the you know the visual aesthetic of the the first volume of colors. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, just keeping it very small and exclusive. Like we don't, I don't want to overwhelm. I think that's something that a lot of people do when they first start like a quote unquote clothing line. Yeah. They they put out like fifteen Huge different product items. Line. Yeah. And I think that that kind of devalues the items themselves. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to launch two things, see how they do, and um, that's where we'll begin. That's awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about uh, Ghost Data. Um, a buddy of mine, when we first heard about uh-huh. Ghost Data, this was a few years ago. Sure. We had a conspiracy that this was uh, Porter. <laughs> we thought it was a pseudonym for Porter. Because oh, it's kind of, they have similar feels to it. They do. Now, I'm pretty convinced at this point that it's not Porter. <laughs> But I have to ask: or is, is it? Ghost Data is it, Porter? Is it? Is it <laughs> not? Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I can confidently say it is not Porter. Okay. But but um, he he puts on this incredible like mixed medium. That's one of the things that really attracted me to him, especially um, is that he kind of encapsulates visual aesthetic as well with his his music, and that might lead you to believe he's similar to Porter because. Uh, that's one of the things I really enjoy about Porter. He's one of my favorites. Um, is that he creates this world for you know, without no pun intended, um, around any of his music, and that's something that Ghost Data does too. So his yeah. production's just like at that level. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. just professional. So he's on another level somehow. Yeah. I, I, it's yeah, just I respect it's very him. intricate, very crazy, yeah. and that's why I thought it might be Porter because I was like, I, no one's heard <laughs> of this person. Like they have this kind of angelic, yeah. but you know, it's. You can feel worlds in it a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he has this grand vision for, like, every album has this overarching story and stuff. It's really cool. It sounds a lot yeah. like Porter to me. Yep. Are you sure? Am <laughs> 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 I lying? <laughs> <laughs> we might have to bring him on and ask him yeah. for ourselves. You have, to, per- you have to bring Porter person. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. And so, personally, yeah, Christian, you just moved to L.A., from yes. New York. Yes. Uh, how's the transition been? Are you stoked to be here? Yeah, man. It's transition was easy. When I was going to Icon Collective back in like 2017, I was out here for a year. Um, 
So like I, I understand sort of like how it is in Los Angeles and, and the way the people are and the way sort of my day kind of rolls out. It's very different from New York, from city life. Uh, it's a lot more fast-paced over there. Here, I feel like I can take my time I like and I can breathe a little bit easier. That's like an East Coast, West Coast yeah. thing. Yeah. So I think, you know, being I went back over there after graduating Icon um, for like two years. But coming back here now, I feel a bit more refreshed mentally. I think creatively I'm going to start making some stuff I'm really proud of. Um, and then also just there's a lot more opportunities for me out here, I think. Well, with, you know, the Gradient Collective and Understated and, you know, all the other sort of people I've been involving myself with over here in the scene. Um, yeah, it, it's just the move, and I've been waiting to do it for a while. I'm glad I finally did it. Um, so, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's been saying it, it's been good. I've been back. So, yeah. so that makes me happy. It's been good to have him back. Yeah. Yeah, and... I mean, New York, they have a they have a pretty thriving scene, especially with techno. Oh, yeah. Um, do true. you think it's techno is bigger there or here? It depends on, I guess, how you look at it. If you're speaking in terms of, like, the top talent booked, New York is definitely a lot bigger. They have a lot more bigger names more often. Um, but then again, I feel like the underground scene here is a bit larger than it is over there. Mm. Um, so that's sort of, like, the give and take. I guess an underground scene there is kind of harder to pull off. It is a little bit, just because a lot of the circles are, are very, like, housey based Yeah. Sort of like the tech house. That's sort of what they like over there. Seems like the whole world is right now. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> now everyone's starting to move towards it. Um, tech yeah. house is the new EDM. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, though. I mean, I felt like tech house, you know, that I... I kind of saw the rise a couple of years ago, and now yeah. I feel like we see a similar rise with Progressive, and Progressive is kind of, it's 100%. really starting yeah. to... Uh, it's, yeah. it's coming back around. So we're, maybe in two years, uh, we'll be having yeah, a similar conversation else. where we're like, oh, Progressive is the... <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> I told you so. But I mean, <laughs> it's interesting to talk to people who are just like really big like trap heads and like they're just like being evangelized to progressive and those kind of sounds yeah. for the first time. And it's just like, what exactly is in progressive house or anything that, yeah. that really just talks to the human, human mind that way? Uh, but it's interesting because you yeah. see it coming with a lot of different people now. Oh, yeah. Starting yeah. to like, latch on. I was at EDC Vegas this year, and literally I was walking past, like, main stages, and everyone was playing techno and progressive. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's surprising yeah. to hear. Because, like, two or three years ago, that would have never been the case. Yeah. I, I saw a video of Carnage playing techno. <laughs> what? And I was like, Jesus. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know it's gotten big okay. now. Trap yeah. is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when, Car- when Carnage hops on it, you know. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's when you start getting concerned yeah, a little. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried. I, yeah. Like, yeah, so are, are you worried about if Progressive continues? You know, because as things enter the mainstream, the authenticity can go down mm-hmm. of sorts. Um, is that something you'd be worried about? Or do you think you're hoping to maintain the authentic- authenticity by being the leaders? Yeah, man, I don't care. Like, as long as I'm making music that I think is, you know, really good and, yeah. and something that I'm really passionate about, I don't care, like, what right. genre it is or what's popping at the moment. I'm just going to okay. keep Agreed. doing it till you know, I die, I guess. So let's talk about that, actually, from yeah. a pr- production standpoint. Yeah. Do you, when, you, when you start working through the DAW, do you just try to hit some sounds that you're feeling at, at the moment or that, that really resonate with you? Is like, Or do you have an idea, like... What's the creative process that drives it all? 
I just find stuff that I'm inspired by and, and you know, try to encapsulate that in stuff I'm writing. Um, I kind of don't think of genre when I'm starting music. I don't right. think you do either. No, know? not at all. Yeah. No. No, I, I'll just get inspired. Usually when I go out to shows and I come back and I wake yeah. up the next morning and I'm like, wow, like, you know, and I'll start remembering things. And I, you know, sometimes have notes in my phone. I write down like, use this type of kick pattern and it's like notes only I understand you know what I mean or voice right. memos or things like that <laughs> a little but detail yeah I'll take some of that stuff and then I'll just right. see what comes to mind when I'm in the DAW and you know ideas just come out naturally. yeah I get that from shows or from like uh-huh. songs I hear yeah other songs especially different genres especially for me even mm-hmm. yeah. and like oh I love that about this genre let me try to apply that to what I do yeah, yeah. You'll, sti- you'll steal tricks exactly what are some other genres you guys like listening to uh, man, everything, drum and bass, uh, future bass, um, hip hop, uh, alternative, emo, rock, whatever. Yeah. 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 Listen to literally everything, everything, everything. anime music. <laughs> I'm like one of those guys that when new music Friday comes on, like I'll yeah. sit, I'll spend my morning going through the whole list, <laughs> picking yeah. out what I like and yeah. then letting my Spotify algorithm just get like super swole. Yeah. You know, so I always get the best music <laughs> from every genre and I just have all these playlists. So I'm always like in tune. Um, yeah, you were one of the most organized people I know with those playlists. Yeah, like I have to, it's just like, my, it's my OCD or something. He uses like yeah, iTunes yeah, yeah. and puts his downloads like, and he sorts them by, by genre. Like, yeah, I, do, I do that too. Sounds a little I'm familiar. Extremely, yeah, <laughs> I'm extremely yeah. meticulous. Yeah. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. That's good though. That's like I categorize thing. it in Spotify as oh, yeah. broad sections. Then uh-huh. the ones I download, I further categorize like yeah. into very specific. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> we have a whole like automated pipeline to do it too. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you put two uh, CS degrees together and you have oh, yeah, yeah, them yeah. interested in music. That's exactly what's going to happen. A right, very right. neurotic case of just like very trying to organize as every sound and trying to analyze <laughs> what genre this is and like sometimes like one song doesn't fit in like one single genre so how right. are you going to categorize yeah, that yeah. and how are you going to remember that when you want to pull it out for, for a gig or something yeah. like that it's just it's, really it gets tricky yeah it does yeah. a lot of things are very blurred like especially now trance techno and progressive are like yes. yeah exactly the same genre yes. It's it's very hard to categorize music. I found too. I yeah. totally agree with that because yeah. I, I had separate buckets yeah. like three years ago, and those are kind of converging now. Uh-huh. It's like I could just put them in either. It's like or let me just at, like at put point. all these folders in one. Yeah, <laughs> might as well at this point. Yeah, but that's a good thing I feel like because then so you're gonna start getting shows where you can basically book people with a lot more other people that you wouldn't normally mm-hmm. because they're a different right. genre. Like you yeah. could totally have a techno guy, and like a trance guy play the same night you know it just depends on how you order it and like exactly. the transitioning like it can totally work yeah. and i think people would enjoy that more actually yeah definitely because a yeah. lot of people just go because they know okay i'm going to a techno show i'm only going to be able to do this for like two hours max so i'm going to go hella late i'm going to miss all the openers right if you have like a night that's curated start to finish with like a different sound like it's a, it's like a big movie you know for like six seven hours however long the show goes um, I think that's a lot more engaging and people will show up more beginning to end and enjoy it a lot more, I think. Plus, yeah. I mean, that's how new genres get created. Like future bass is yeah. basically more traditional, like Porter electronic-y sounds yeah. with trap. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. You combine those two things together, exactly. you get future bass. Yeah, and yeah, so right. hopefully, who knows, maybe we'll start seeing 
I mean, like, people people already call it trouse, you know, like trance house. <laughs> I've stuff. never heard that. I've heard tech, <laughs> I've heard tech trance. Yeah, tech that's tran- always been a thing. I feel tech like yeah. trance. that's been a thing for a while. Interesting. It's like hmm. it's like that techno you know, and trance. Trance that's more more minimal and dark. Tech trance, I think, was invented by like the techno snobs. Yeah. When like people <laughs> like we were sending them music, this has that was too a, many melodies. Yeah, a little too pretty, and they're like, nah. And then the trance guys were like, this is good, but I don't think it's trance. <laughs> it's <laughs> too know? techno for yeah, us. Yeah, it's yeah. too techno for us. So, but, but yeah, that's that's kind of why I I like your guys' uh, idea of the collective too. Yeah. I mm-hmm. listened through it, and it's like not all techno. It's not right. all progressive. It's not all. There's some dubstep e mm-hmm. kind of stuff in there, and so that was what I really liked about it. It was a really right. Interesting listen. And you can but hear I, it start to finish, and it's like yeah, you don't exactly. get bored because exactly. you don't know what to expect. And it's nothing yeah. very jarring yeah. either. That was kind of the mm-hmm. – because you can do that and mix genres and it be jarring. But yeah. I think yeah. we, we've managed no, to There's definitely it. intention with it. Exactly. It smooth, yeah. yeah. Seamless. Yeah, it's a great listen. I would definitely listen f- start to finish like in linear order. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the intention. Yeah. And Julian, you're, are, you said you're still doing the YouTube – Teaching. I'm, I'm still doing YouTube. Um, that's kind of taken a back burner for me. I've been working on a lot of new music um, and doing a lot of touring. Uh, I'm I'm just announced EDC Orlando, for example. Yeah, yeah that's going to be fun. But um, lots of traveling, so it hasn't been easy to record videos. And then when I'm at home, it's either like I'm teaching my students or I'm doing like writing music. So I don't have a lot of time to do YouTube, but I'm trying to do some new videos very soon. So how's the travel been? How how have you been like adjusting to it? That's tricky. Um, I don't know how these people do it, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, It's always stress, stressful moving around so much. And I'm not even like, I'm at the tip of the iceberg with that. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just I have to adapt and and figure out like what works. Yeah. Um, But it has been difficult moving around so much. I could imagine you? it being like jarring for the creative process. Yeah, I don't, I don't tour that much yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever go to like one place at a time yeah. still, so it's not too bad for me. Yeah, there was a point like a few months ago, I was like, I did like four or five shows in the month, which is not a lot like for for most people, but like that was a lot for me, and it was like I was moving. I felt like I was moving every day, and um, it was very stressful. And I see these guys like. Abstract is a good friend of mine, for example, and he plays like a sh- at least two or three shows a week. And I'm like, how do you do that? You like leave a show and you fly to the next show and you play it, and then you go to the next one. You know, it's like I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds super intense. Yeah, I mean, you can always take the Prids approach and uh, just make one big mega show. Yeah, and he does. Uh, he only travels by bus oh, unless yeah. he has to. Really. Yeah, he's super afraid of planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that and right? he, uh, yeah. but he spends the time on the bus producing. So he does everything That's else cool. yeah. on the bus. He's like the prime example of like how I I think I see my future as like being <laughs> content with. You know what right. I mean? Like if I could grow up to be the superstar DJ, but like you know just stay at home for most of the year with like my wife and kids, <laughs> yeah. and then tour like you know four months out of the year with my big freaking hologram show like yeah dude like i think that's the perfect he's kind of got it made yeah, yeah he's got it i think yeah, he's yeah. got the like perfect you know balance of everything <laughs> he's got to bring that back to la though oh yeah it's been i've, uh, I've never been some seen time. it yeah i've oh, never so seen cool. it i've, I've seen i would it. imagine yeah. it's cool i've seen his like print sets like at festivals but i've never seen the yeah. hollow mm-hmm. thing so julian i feel like yeah. you would be very interested in creating something like that yeah um i was actually conceptualizing some stuff like a year ago um, I'm actually super in that world 
for, somehow I, I get involved in every single type of digital art, it seems. Yeah. Um, but um, I was interested in like show lights programming and, and visual programming and stuff. Um, and I was conceptualizing some stuff, but it, it hasn't it hasn't fully panned out yet. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely super interested in, in designing shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it fits with Gradient perfectly. Like five hundred percent. Yeah, you had a VFX crew right. in there, and yeah, I, I was at a point where like I had an Ableton session where I could launch a clip and it would control a corresponding visual and a corresponding sequence of lights from within huh. Ableton only, and um, that's kind of like the future I think of huh. live performance because it, it gives you like full control of the show and not just the music and then you have like a, a VJ and a lighting guy kind of following yeah. you. Yeah. So is it just automatedly mapping yeah. to lights? So there's this really cool uh, company called Entech and they create this plugin called DMXs and they allow you to convert MIDI automation signal into DMX control signal. So you can control the lighting parameters. So like if you were to I, I don't want to go too geeky here, but if you if you like, let's go say like it. like this um, is where you do it. if you automate like a like an, a low pass filter, for example, you have like a zero to like a hundred value, and um, that same value can be applied to like the pan of a moving headlight, huh. or like the R value, or the G value, or the B value, and huh. you can control your lights based on like automation lanes, like you would control like a low pass filter or like you know anything you would automate in Ableton. So then that's a clip, and then you have another clip that's sending, um, whenever this clip plays, it's going to launch this visual um, out of, like, Resolume or what have you. So then you can have all of those things controlled with, like, one button. So you launch this song, it'll play this clip, and it'll play this light sequence. Uh, yeah. And I think that's, like, a very rudimentary, uh, like, version of what, like, you know, the Dead Mouse's Cube or the Hollow are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do like EQ and stuff like that, like yeah. frequency bands. And yeah, 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 yeah. And that would I be mean, like, that's like the easy. Basic, yeah, like yeah. that's just basic Ableton <laughs> performance stuff. But this is like you add like extra clips to the end of that, um, you know, music performance to control your visuals. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really cool. So that's new technology or state of the art? It's like no. it's probably a few years old now, like as old as like, you know, those big shows have been. Um, but it's only recently become like consumer grade where it's very easy to access with like Resolume, DMXs and those sort of programs. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. I mean, that PRIDS, um, there's that little mini documentary about the Epic 4.0 and they yeah. talk, they show like the whole team that went into making yeah. that production. It's, it's pretty massive. It's insane. Many. Well, Epic's got a lot more going on. <laughs> I mean, he, he loses wall. money on it, so... Yeah, I'm sure the Cube <laughs> loses money, too. Yeah, yeah. Deadmau5 has yeah. pretty... Yeah. But it's such a cool <laughs> novelty. It's like, man, yeah. worth it. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome way to give back to your fans, too, because yeah. you're basically saying, like, I want to make a super special night and a super awesome show... And yeah, you have to pay to go, but I have to pay to go too. Yeah, right. So it's yeah. clearly not about the money. Yeah, yeah. But I always wonder, like, what do managers and labels think about stuff like that? Because, like, <laughs> I guess they don't care. <laughs> I, it de it depends. Yeah, because that can also increase the value of the artist. You know right. what I mean? Like, if yeah. you have a live show that's pretty impressive, like, 
venues or festivals will probably pay like a little bit more just so that you could bring that whole setup and, and it'll you know, inherently raise the the value and the booking price of the artist. yeah and, and then like, you know in turn your dj billing could also go up because yeah. you're known for these live True. shows so and your songs will stream higher. It, it, you just got to think of like yeah, you know like global like yeah, yeah, yeah example like i'm sure as soon as res introduced those glasses oh yeah her fee probably skyrocketed. And, and that was like and nothing. And her music probably <laughs> skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a few thousand dollars. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so get experimental. Kids. Exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. Do some weird stuff. Yeah. Julian's going to wear a unicorn outfit. That's me. <laughs> or oh, I'm a, a fish costume. Or a fish yeah. costume. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh. Um, yeah. And so in terms of other upcoming releases, do you guys have anything planned in the near future? Um, that you can talk about? Yeah. Uh, my next release will be with Understated. There we go. Sick. There we go. Yeah, yeah that's going to be an EP. Um, that's probably going to be a really special one for me um, just because it has, like, some tracks from, like, a while ago yeah. that I made, like, while just coming out of Icon and, and with a few collaborators that, you know, I've known for a while. So, yeah, I'm happy to put that one out soon. Yeah, as far as me, I've I'm, I'm been working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes, um, some bigger projects for like later this year, early next year, um, as in like bigger bodies of work, like cough, cough. Um, I, I have a few like remixes coming soon. I have one of Matt Lang coming in the next few months. I'm not sure exactly when that's coming out, but it will be through Mousetrap. And um, other than that, I really don't have any like set releases in the near future. I've been focusing more on like tour. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this bigger project uh, at all, or is it under wraps? It, essentially, it's just going to be a big body of work. I don't want to really re- reveal anything else. Sure. But um, okay. yes, it, it maybe an album. I'm not. I'm maybe not something. revealing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh. But like early next year, you said somewhere. I, I think so. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not trying to rush um, anything. But it, I'm just gonna say that I'm trying to put everything I have into like a body of work because I've done a lot of singles mm. and yeah. you know those sort of things. Awesome. I feel like it's time to do something more meaningful. So that's what I've been working on. That's why I haven't released much this year. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we will be on the lookout for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, should we close out with a rapid fire section? Okay. Oh, are you guys no. down? You remember this? <laughs> you guys forget You guys already? are returning. I, I so forgot. I did forget. should be ready. <laughs> oh, All right, let's go. Let's All right, do, do we now, now do we go back and forth? Yeah, let's do one and the other. Just flip flop. Okay, okay yeah. one for one, as the DJs would say. Okay, Christian. You want me to go first? Me first? <laughs> yes. You got the... Uh, you got it. Yeah, Can you go first? Okay, I'll go... Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> All right, you, got, you guys ready? All right. You sure? Yeah. All right, ready, set, go. Favorite perk of the job? Uh, being creative. <laughs> um, <laughs> Prida, Prids, or Cyrus D? Cyrus D. Good answer. If you could be one animal, what animal would it be and why? It'd be a goose because they're silly. <laughs> uh, favorite 90s track? Ooh. Ooh. Man, Vogue by Madonna, I think. Okay. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> All right. Tight. That's a dance track, though, so, you know, respect. If you could get rid of one state in the U.S., which state would it be? Uh, you don't have to give a reason why. Uh, um, 
Rhode Island. It doesn't seem to have much significance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rhode Island. <laughs> You're just kind of tiny. Um, Sorry. What genre of music do you relax to? R&B. Really? Yeah. Nice. Dream B2B? 28 millimeter. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to satisfy that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that. a perfect yeah, place sec. to end the rapid fire. So <laughs> let's do it. Uh, that's it. Right, for sure. All right. Let's go. B2B. Back yeah, to back. So now um, perfect Julian and 28mm are going to go B2B. Yep. So sit back. This should be enjoy messy. The <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. And enjoy the dark progressive tunes of Julian Gray, 28mm, and uh, Grading uh, Collectives. Thanks.
getting old. 